Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place to be for visionaries, conscious entrepreneurs, and enlightened leaders who know they are here to not only make an impact in the world, but to leave their divine legacy, touching the minds and hearts of everybody that they encounter, and to leave the world a better place. My name is Cody Ann Smith, and I am the host of this podcast. I help visionaries and leaders like you tap into your higher purpose so that you can ignite your gifts in the world and share them in everything that you do, creating more purpose, peace, and prosperity in both your life and your business. You can think of this podcast as your hub for inspiration, motivation, divine wisdom, insights, and so much more. If this sounds good to you, tune in because I know that you're here to have massive breakthroughs and I can help you do that. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad that you decided to push play today and hang out with me. Thank you so much for your gift of presence and for being here today. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different than some of the other ones that you probably have listened to because this one is actually a vulnerable story that I felt called to share with you guys because I want to show you that I'm just as much human as I am spiritual. And I think that it's important for those of us on these self-mastery journeys and a spiritual journey to be very grounded in our experiences and to still be human because we're human for a reason and we still have very human things that happen. And the very human thing that happened to me not that long ago, a few weeks ago, was a panic attack. And I haven't had one of those in a very, very long time. And I'm talking years. I actually thought for a while that I must be immune to these things and jokes on me, right? Because obviously that wasn't true. The main difference though, that I want to share with you guys between the panic attacks that I used to have and the one that I had a couple weeks ago was in the coping mechanism. Okay. So here's a quick backstory. Back about four years ago, five years ago, maybe probably about four. I used to have severe panic attacks. These panic attacks were brought on by a generalized anxiety to start with. I have had generalized anxiety since I could remember since I was a child. I never felt good enough. I never felt like I fit in with other people. So I felt like I had to be the person that I was supposed to be in order to be accepted. And it created a lot of anxiety and apprehension to taking action in the world. So I would always try to hide myself. I didn't want to be seen. If I could shrink in my chair at school, I definitely would. I would have panic every time that they were about to call on me to read or anything like that. I just, it was, it was tough, you know, so I had generalized anxiety when I was younger, but over time, what happened is that it never properly got dealt with. And I just thought that it was just natural. So I just kind of pushed it to the side and it manifested later into full-blown health anxiety. So if you're not familiar with what health anxiety is, basically you panic about things that are going on with your body that aren't necessarily an emergency. So here's an example, a headache to somebody with health anxiety won't just be a headache. It will trigger fears and thoughts of this can't be a headache. This has to be a brain tumor. So you go to like the worst case scenario and then you start to look up all the symptoms of a brain tumor and you're 
And if one of them's a headache, for example, then you convince yourself that that's what it must be. And it's a very difficult way to live. So a few years ago, I was actually dealing with this very real anxiety, this health anxiety. And it was extremely difficult because I was trying to numb it with alcohol. So every time that I'd feel a little bit of generalized anxiety or if I felt like I didn't fit in with somebody, I would use alcohol to help numb those feelings so that I felt like I could be myself. And then if I did something weird or did something that wouldn't be acceptable to other people, then I always could fall back on, well, it was probably just that I was drunk. But in reality, it was me trying to cover up who I really was, which just added to the anxiety. So not only did I have health anxiety a few years ago, but I also had agoraphobia. So going out in public places where I felt trapped, where I felt like I couldn't escape easily, especially stores and on the highway and stuff like that would send me into a straight up panic attack. And back then, I didn't realize that I was a highly sensitive person. So I didn't realize that my highly high sensitivity, I should say, contributed to this a little bit. So for me, I'm really sensitive to bright lights. I'm really sensitive to smells, noises, all sorts of different things because I have a system that's just highly sensitive. So that naturally makes me more sensitive to what's going on inside of my body, which can be a gift, but it can also feel like a curse at times because the gift is, is that you're really in tune with yourself and you can notice when there's little shifts inside of your body or in your awareness. But the other side of that is the extreme where you are overly high, like overly sensitive and paying way too much attention to those little things that happen inside of you. So that's pretty much where this anxiety has stemmed from in the past. Okay, so now jumping forward in time to this actual event that happened about a few weeks ago, I was extremely busy. I was doing a lot of things. I was, we just got done with Thanksgiving and then I had my birthday and then we had Christmas. My brother was down for a while doing some training in the same city that I live in and I didn't see him for almost a year before that. So I wanted to spend as much time as I could with him and just a bunch of different things were just creeping up on me that I was not aware of. I wasn't, it wasn't in my consciousness because I was so busy. But staying healthy is really important to me. So for me, self-care looks like a bunch of different things. But one thing that's really important to me is exercise and moving my body. I have to do that in order to feel good. So I went to go lift some weights and I was really pumped to do it. I was really excited to get back into weightlifting since I haven't done that for so long. I went and got myself some weights and so I started to do that. And I was just going and doing it and it felt amazing. So I had all this adrenaline rushing through me while I was lifting these weights. And then the next day I woke up and I had a pulled muscle in my chest from lifting weights. Now, normally I would be able to put two and two together and say, well, I have a pulled chest muscle because I was lifting weights. But later that night, I decided that I wanted to get on the treadmill and do some light jogging and some speed walking. And so I got on there and I could feel this, this pulling in my chest every time one foot would hit the treadmill and then the other foot would hit just that gravity pulling down from my body was causing that to ache. 
Not to mention, if I lifted my arms up over my head, it would pull that muscle and it would trigger that pulling feeling again in my chest. And so I got done with my workout on the treadmill and I felt panic. I felt like that chest muscle that was pulled had to be a heart attack. It had to be something to do with my health. It had to be not, not necessarily that it was a heart attack in that moment, but it was going to lead to one. And then I tried to talk myself into some sense, but then I realized that the anxiety had already taken a hold of me so much so that there was no talking me down. There was no talking sense into me at that time. I normally can coach myself really good into putting things back into perspective, but when you have an anxiety attack or a panic attack, and if you have these, you can fully understand, but you cannot calm down by using those kind of techniques. Those techniques make things worse because your inner dialogue is constantly saying, yeah, but you don't understand. This is different or that's not true. And we just have this like inner battle with ourselves. So even breathing exercises. So I tried to use that. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to calm myself down through my breath. And I began to do some breathing exercises and it just made the anxiety worse. I was sitting on my couch with my hands above my head, breathing hard, stressing out, thinking that, that it was the end. It was really debilitating. And part of me knew that it was a panic attack, but the other part of me was like, no, this is different because that's how anxiety fuels itself. It tells you that this time is different. This time is not like last time. And you have to worry this time even more than normal because it's so much different, but it's not. It's a mind trick. Your mind literally plays tricks on you when this happens. Lucky for me, I had some CBD in my cabinet upstairs in the kitchen. And so I went up there and I put some in my water. I have a water soluble and I started drinking it and I was still, I was still panicking at the time. I still had a lot of anxiety and just almost dizziness, but not vertigo dizziness with like feeling faint because you have worked yourself up so much, you know? And I remember I sat down on my couch and I just sat there with it and I sat with the anxiety and it was it was a horrible feeling, but I knew that I had no other option. I could continue to try to run away and fuel the anxiety and fuel the panic, or I could stop and I could just sit with it. So sitting with it was extremely tough. If you've ever sat down to meditate, you already know how hard it is to stop your thoughts from going everywhere and to reel them back in. But when you're dealing with a panic attack, it feels like it's just impossible. But I sat there anyways, and I and I worked through it no matter what. And after about 30 minutes or so, the anxiety started to kind of dissolve a little bit. It was still there, but it wasn't, it wasn't full-blown panic. So I was able to talk to myself a little bit easier. So I asked myself, what is the message? What's going on? How come this happened? I haven't experienced this in such a long time. And I wanted to know what it was there to tell me. But I didn't get an answer. I didn't get an answer at all. So I sat there in pretty much the void of not knowing, but still knowing that, that I had to surrender over and over again. So that's what I did. I surrendered and then I surrendered some more and went on with my life. So about five days to a week later, I got the urge to 
go sit down and have a drumming session in my room. So I have a shamanic drum that I love to play and it's really healing for me and I haven't played it for a while prior to this, but I had this inkling to go and do that. So I did, I went into my bedroom and I grabbed Cosmo is my drum's name out from its little spot and I brought it out and I just sat there for a minute and I looked at it and I still had a little bit of generalized anxiety, but it it wasn't a full-blown panic attack. And then I started to play my drum. Well, when I was playing my drum, I noticed that every time that there was an offbeat on the drum, it was directly correlated with an offbeat within my body. So I could feel this sensation in my body that was like, it's really difficult to explain, but it was basically just like something was off. Like there was an off beat inside of me. I wasn't in total flow and it was expressing itself through the drum and I could tell exactly when that feeling would come up. So I explored that and I sat with it for a while and I went into this trance state, this meditative state through drumming. And that's when I realized something. That's when answers started to come to me. And the message that stuck out to me the most was sacred self-care. You have been neglecting your, your self-care. You haven't realized it because you've been exercising and your diet hasn't changed and you've done those things, but you haven't been taking time out to clear your energy. You've been in go mode. You've been in busy mode. You've been knocking things out left and right, getting things done for the holidays, creating content, recording podcasts being on interviews, all these different things, but you're not taking care of the most important thing and that's your energy. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, wow. Yeah, that's true. But once you stop doing something for so long and it wasn't even that long, it was just a couple weeks that I fell off track for a while and wasn't as consistent with that part of self-care. So I made a commitment to myself that an hour before bedtime and every single morning, it's not just going to be journaling to just get it done, but it's going to be journaling where I don't write anything down unless I feel totally present with what I'm writing. And so that started changing things for me. And as I was journaling and doing these things that I knew I was supposed to do for myself, I realized something, something even deeper came out of this that had to do with the panic attack that I was going through and the stuff that I was dealing with. I realized that I had a very, very severe fear of dying and that I've never quite made amends with the fact that there's going to be a day when I actually die. Yeah, I've thought about it before, but I've never actually let it sink in. And that was an eye-opener for me. I realized exactly why self-care is so important. I I mean, at a deeper level, I already know surface level why self-care is so important. But I realized at a deeper level, because am I just going to let my entire life pass me by and not be in tune with my body and what's trying to tell me? and not be present, like really present? Or am I going to do the things that get me into alignment every day so that I could be 
the best I can be and have the experiences that I need to have in this lifetime to feel fulfilled? Do I want to get to the end of my deathbed thinking that I didn't live as present and fully as I could? And even beyond that alone, it was a question of, can I be okay with not having control over the fact that I could die at any time? And that was deep. That was, wow. Any moment I could literally leave this world. So who am I being today? Who am I being in this moment? Because one day in this moment, I will die. And that was a harsh realization because not everybody has a deathbed. Not everybody lays there until they die. Sometimes it's instant. Sometimes things can just happen at the split of a second. So can I be okay with that? Will I feel like I have lived my purpose? And did I get my message out? And did I say the things that I know I needed to say, regardless to how somebody else was going to portray it? Can I allow myself to fully just be exactly who I know I came here to be without putting on that mask, without feeling like I have to have it all together, without feeling like if I slip and if I have anxiety or if something happens that I won't be as valuable as I am otherwise. Because that's an illusion. Because the totality of who we are is what is important. And the division of what's good and what's not good and what's acceptable and what's not acceptable can be extremely rigid. And each one of us, you, me, all of us, we have gifts to share. We have our true expression that only you have and that only I have. It's through our experiences that we can help another person. But how in the world are we going to have experiences if we're constantly distracted, if we're constantly busy? Because in order to have an experience, you have to be present. Otherwise, life just falls through the cracks. And by facing death, by looking at death in the eye and knowing that all this fear that's been following me around for so many years, it manifesting as panic, was highly tied to my mortality that I just didn't even realize it. That was a breakthrough. And it came with many layers. So the takeaway from this is both a lesson for myself and for whoever else might need it, is to be the person that I know I need to be in every moment. And if I fall from grace then that's just another opportunity to pick myself back up. It's not the end of the world. We're human and spiritual. And it's not right to just be spiritual or just be human. Because right now, we're living in a world that's totally like devoid of spirituality. So I know that a big part of my mission is to help bring that into the world. But I also have to be a human to do that. It has to be grounded right? So being yourself and doing the things that 
might scare you, being vulnerable, taking off that mask and letting people truly see who you are and what you've gone through and the things that you deal with is priceless. Especially if you've learned something from it. It's priceless. And you might get ridiculed, but I'm willing to take that chance. And I hope that you are too. Because in order to create a movement, a conscious movement where we have enlightened leadership and where we step into our sovereignty as self-governing beings who have mastered themselves, it takes honesty, it takes courage, it takes loyalty, and it takes a willingness to pause. Because we have so many distractions, the busyness that we get ourselves into to keep us from what's the most important. And that is the pure presence, the pure love, the pure joy that you get to experience in every single moment of your entire life. If you allow it, it's there, but it's just buried under so much stuff. And eventually, when we ignore it long enough, it will show itself. And it might manifest in different ways. For me, that manifested in a panic attack. It got my attention, didn't it? That was the whole goal behind it, is to get my attention. And that's what all these different things in our lives that we call challenges or the things we want to run away from are trying to do is get our attention. Because we're sleeping still. Even if we're awake, there's still times when we fall into that deep sleep, that deep sleep of distraction, that cloudiness that takes over your mind. It might feel like tiredness or fatigue, but what it really is is kind of like a form of disassociation where you're kind of on autopilot and that's when you're the most vulnerable to programming. So the biggest takeaway is to truly just tap into yourself and be yourself, listen to whatever is being asked for you to listen to and remember always that you don't have control. We don't have control over anything. The world we live in, there's danger all around us, but we have to be strong enough to know that when our time is our time, it's just the way it is. And that when panic and these things start to come into our lives, that it's time to stop. It's time to stop and pay attention and then do whatever it is that you're needing to do in order to get back into alignment. Okay. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. I just wanted to get this out there because I know that so many other people are silently dealing with this and people don't want to speak up because they're afraid of what other people might think. We are terrified of being seen as weak. And so, of course, it's really hard to be vulnerable. But vulnerability is strength. And the people who judge are just afraid to do it themselves. So it's okay. Just be yourself. Do you live up to your mission, step into that movement that you know that you are a part of, of raising the consciousness of the planet and becoming one of those leaders that we all need in this world by living our human life and bringing our spiritual life with us. So have a beautiful rest of your week. Bye.